My guest today is Griffin McElroy here to discuss his review of The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. I'm Justin McElroy, and you're listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Technically, it's The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask 3D. Some high adventure and fantasy? Actually, no. If we could, like, keep it pretty chill today. It's Wednesday. I'm having a hard time getting over the hump. Mm, hump day, um, they say. They do say that. I wish they wouldn't. I've asked them all, multiple times to, to tone that, that phrase down. Griffin, we're here to talk about The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask 3D. Sure. Uh, I would say, and I don't think I'm talking out of school here that this is the most divisive legend of zelda game would you agree with that uh yeah i mean it's definitely up there uh maybe less so now that other sort of uh um i'll call them kind of average zelda games have come out that people i'm sure have spent more breath debating over but back in the n64 era it was very much a case of are you ocarina or are you a Majora person. I would um, say it said, that said a lot about you. I would say though that even though there have been like more mediocre Zelda games, people were more uh, sort of united, broadly speaking, in their in their distaste for them. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I. I mean, Majora's Mask. It's. It's. I think most people who played it really, really loved it. Um, and then there were a much smaller minority of people who just despised it and never really gave it a, a fair shake. I don't think. Right, so if you, the, what really makes this game unique uh, is is this structure. I was wondering if you could sort of just go over it for people. Obviously, you covered it in your review, but but mm-hmm. how would you sort of, in plain English, explain the structure of Majora's Mask? Uh, basically, you have three in-game days. Um, each one, I forget what the like breakdown of like real time is i want to say it's something close to like a minute per hour so you have 72 hours um and there are ways of slowing that clock down a little bit uh speeding it up uh jumping forward if you want uh but basically you have these this this three-day loop essentially that you are going to cycle through over and over again uh doing some of the usual zelda stuff like you know, gaining access to these big dungeons and uh, beating the dungeons and beating their bosses and, you know, getting whatever special artifact you need to, uh, you know, collect all of to beat the game. Uh, You're doing that stuff, but every time you reset that three-day loop, if you don't, if you let time run out, the moon crashes into the planet and everybody dies. Uh, But whenever you reset the three-day loop, everything you did reverts to the beginning of the 72-hour period except for uh any you know bosses that you beat you still get credit for those although you can go back and beat them again uh and any major items like you know the bow the hook shot all that stuff you get to keep uh but all your rupees your bows your bomb or your arrows your bombs uh and and any progress you made in any of the dozens of side quests in the game gets completely reset so that sounds like it would be kind of irritating Here's here's the thing. What makes it so cool? It does sound irritating, right? On paper, that sounds like it sucks. Um, what's cool is that uh, really what it turns it into is every time you start a new three-day loop, 
you essentially need to like pick a direction for for that 72 hour period. You have to pick sort of a uh, an objective or, you know, a few objectives that you can knock out uh in total during that 72 hour loop. So so the game actually turns into partially sort of a fact finding mission like learning uh, what you can actually accomplish with the tools you have on hand, uh, who you need to talk to, where those people are at certain hours of each day. There are certain uh, objectives that you can only complete in like the last hour. Uh, so you need to like let the clock run down and then like very hurriedly knock out a few things and then reset before the moon crashes down. So like it's it's not a, a matter of you completing a, a bunch of steps in a bunch of different missions and then losing all that progress when you reset. It's a... Uh, it's sort of a game in and of itself, like figuring out what am I doing with this loop? Like what, what's, what's my motivation here? Hmm. Now, isn't that uh, a lot of the, uh, the Zelda series, a lot of the appeal for a lot of people is the idea of sort of exploring the world. Um, does that make it less enjoyable to just sort of explore when you've got a clock ticking? I actually think the opposite is true. Uh, because it makes every sort of uh, it, there, there's a fast travel system in the game, so every time you find one of those statues, it's such a huge boon because that's hours now that that you can shave off your time uh, because now you don't have to you know hoof it all the way from from the start point to wherever it was that you got. Uh, in in fact, you'll find yourself spending entire loops just getting to those fast travel points before you reset, so you can sort of have a fresh uh, three day cycle to explore this new area. Um, I mean, it also helps that the world itself, uh, I talked about this in my review, I think it's one of the most special things about Majora's Mask is because it is repetitive by its very nature, you get to know it really well. You get to know the world really well. You get to know all the characters and like their, uh, their, their demands, their uh, like quest objectives. You get to know all that stuff really well. So uh, I, I honestly, I do think the opposite is true where when you discover something new, it's sort of... Uh, becomes like a new puzzle that you have to solve of like, can I knock this out in my cycle? Do I need to wait and come back? Like, what do I need to do before I can like really do this area proper? Um, I don't know. It's all really cool. It also helps that like uh, you get different masks in the game that lets you transform between uh, the, the main three masks lets you transform between different like races of characters. Um, and, and those have their own sort of traversal mechanics that you have to use to explore most of the areas, which is uh, another really cool shakeup. I, I think it's one of, it's small, right? It's pretty small. There's only four dungeons in the game. Um, so in that sense, it's one of the most compact Zelda games, I think. But it's also mm -hmm. the, the densest. And I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm super into it. I'm going to make uh, an embarrassing confession right now. Well, not embarrassing. I don't know. Maybe it's embarrassing. Have you I, ever played Majora's Mask? No. I'm one of that minority that tried it and got too stressed out and quit after like an hour and never touched again. It is stressful. Um, but you mentioned in your review there's a, a save system. Yeah. Um, to somebody like me, who and I know you weren't hot on it, so something you could explain that, but also say if for somebody like me who found it you know, a little overwhelming. Do you think that that could help to ease me into it a bit more? I think, yeah, I mean, probably. I mean, it it does make the, the game's sort of cycle system easier to digest. Let me explain. Uh, in the original, the only way to save your game permanently was to reset time, was to, was to jump back to the beginning of the three-day cycle. It would automatically save every time you did that. Uh, you could create suspend saves, which are saves that self-erase whenever you load them once, right? So you save, and then it kicks you back to the menu. You can do whatever you want, and then when you load the game back, it takes you to that point, but you don't have that save permanently. That was the way the original game worked. Uh, and I thought it was really cool just because like if you screwed up in the middle of a cycle, 
you had to basically start that cycle over or, you know, drop back and punt, see what other stuff you can knock out in that cycle before time expires. Um, in Majora's Mask 3D, the save points uh, just act like save points. Whenever you find one of the fast travel statues, you can save at that. There are also a bunch of special just save point statues. There's one in every dungeon. Um, so anytime you're in a dungeon, you can just hop back to the first room and save your game, and it's like a proper save. Uh, I'm just, I just, I'm not crazy about it. Like, I, I think it takes a lot of the difficulty away from it. It takes a lot of the novelty away from it. Like, by having the ability to save in the middle of a cycle, it sort of uh, removes some of the magic from the, the structure of the game itself because all of a sudden, like, you're not thinking of things in these three-day loops. It's just like, uh, this is where I left my character. Like, and, and the the time at which you saved isn't so important, right? Like, I, I think it takes a lot uh, away from the structure. And I, it was sort of my biggest uh, disappointment with the game because everything else is built around that structure. And here it is, this one thing that is made to take away from it. And I've, I've seen a few people say like, well, it's a handheld game. You need to be able to save wherever you want. And like, I, I get that, but but just close the 3DS, right? You snap it shut. And all of a sudden, like it's 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 going to be fine. It could still like die though. Of, the 3ds will keep chugging. That's fine, but but you can also use those suspense states and and save your game that way. Like I I just I don't I I think it's a bad decision. I think it takes a lot away from the game, and ultimately, like I don't think it makes the game a, a lot easier. You might save yourself some time if you screw up by not having to like do the beginning steps of the cycle again. But um, very very uh uh. It's it's the game has a much better system for fast forwarding. Uh, any old version, you can only jump forward to like the next twelve hour period, be it day or night. Uh, in in Majora's Mask 3D, you can fast forward by hours, so you can jump basically jump forward to any time you want, uh, which makes like getting back to the point you need to be at in any loop uh, a lot easier. So that like takes a you know a lot of the difficulty away from it. I just I, I think the save system is kind of whack. Uh, I got a lot of questions from readers here. A lot of people and listeners, a lot of people want to know. Hit me. Uh, uh, first off, did you play on the new 3DS? Yes, I played on a new 3DS XL that Nintendo sent us. How did, um, uh, well, let me ask this first question, then I'll ask a follow-up. Jordan asks, how would you say the C-Stick on the new 3DS XL enhances the experience of Majora's Mask? Is it worth buying the system for if uh, Majora's Mask is one of your favorite games ever? Hmm. Um... I'm not actually sure like what embargo is left on the actual 3DS hardware. I guess I can talk about it in the context of Majora. Um, the C-Stick is definitely helpful, um, especially in areas like the Sculptula houses, which are these like um, uh, treasure hunts, essentially, and these big mansions that you have to find all these different Sculptulas in. It makes it a lot easier to look around when you have complete camera control using that C-Stick. That's helpful. I think for the most part, it's helpful for Majora's Mask, I think more than any other Zelda game, actually has some pretty tricky platforming segments. Um, especially with the uh, Deku mask, which lets you uh, basically jump and fly around in the air, and it helps to land on platforms when you have you know full camera control. It's helpful. I would say it's pretty far from mandatory, though. Um, one of the things that I did do is play through a lot of the game with the 3D slider turned on, which hmm. is not which is not like a Majora thing as much as it is a new 3DS thing. It's just like God, it works so much better, uh, and it looks really really great 
Um, Majora's Mask 3D is like a super good looking game already. And when the 3D is popping, like, I, I don't know. It was also the first game I played on the new 3DS. So uh, bear that in mind too. But I mean, it looks better. And it, Jesus Christ, does it load faster? Oh my God. If that stuff is important to you, then I would say go for it. Um, but, but yeah, but, the experience itself is not going to be. Yeah, don't feel like you need to, to blow too handy to, to play this thing as it's meant to be played. It's going to be fine if you play it without. Andrew says, with Ocarina of Time 3D, once you beat the game, uh, you unlocked Master Quest. Is there an equivalent in Majora's Mask 3D? No, not not unless I missed something. I I, I got all the masks and a, most of the heart pieces, and uh, no, there there wasn't anything. Uh, I, I again, I may have missed something. I don't want to speak qualitatively, but did you have to refer to a walkthrough at all while you were playing? Uh, no, and honestly, I don't know that it would have helped out a whole lot because there is, uh, there are a few things that are in different places huh, than, than, than where they were in the Nintendo 64 thing. I, I think a lot of the stuff actually makes sense. One of the masks, uh, you found like out in a field, uh, and that mask is only used in this one particular area, uh, mm-hmm. that, that helps you like get through this one like tricky uh the the pirate's fortress where if you get spotted you get thrown out uh now that mask is just there it's a lot of the stuff is sort of more common sense like that where if you need a mask in a certain area that's where the mask is going to be um instead of being the other way around uh, same goes for one of the the latter boss fights um you don't get a key item for that boss fight until you're about halfway through the boss fight which actually makes it uh a lot uh, more difficult and challenging and interesting Robert says, when you say three of the four bosses are changed, how changed are they? Are they basically new bosses, or do they just have small changes? Um, I mean, if you want me to get super esoteric, uh, Goat, which was the best boss from Majora's Mask, it's the one where you have to, like, chase him down while rolling as the Goron and, like, jump on its, you know, back and slam into its legs and cause it to wreck. That one's just a little bit different, like its weak point is different or something. Um... But, uh, yeah, like I just mentioned, one of the bosses, you don't get the item you need to, like, fully beat the boss until halfway through, which sort of leaves you to sort of scramble and, and figure out another strategy for the first half. Uh, so that, that fight's really cool. And then the, uh, the underwater boss, um, there was, like, a pillar that you had to stand on in the original, and you could, like, you know, cheese him from there with a bow. And now you actually have to, like, get in the water and use the use your water powers. Um, it just it basically just makes it uh, a little bit more difficult, which I think is good because I, I think Majora's Mask is also the easiest uh, Zelda game, which I know is kind of seems contrary to like its very structure, but there's a mask you get that basically lets you beat the final boss of the game by pressing the B button a whole bunch, just standing still and pressing the B button. Uh, that's still in the game. That's still kind of, I don't know, simple. Uh- Zach says, over the last year, there's been a lot of discussion over the hand-holding elements of Japanese games that sort of started with N64, specifically with regards to Ocarina of Time. Do you feel like there are any nags that were removed or especially annoying in the remakes? Um, well, to, to for starters, that uh, the the truth stone, the hint stone, there, there was a thing in Majora uh, uh, Ocarina of Time 3D uh, where there was this stone that would give you hints, basically, video tips on like every heart piece in the game. Like every hidden thing in the game, there was like this stone that would tell you where it is. That's here too, it's in Majora. Uh, I didn't use it because I'm a number one pro gamer, but- um, Sure, lead, no scope, one thing on me. Yeah, like I no scope like 
basically all day. And uh, that 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 thing's in Majora's Mask. It, I guess you can use it if you want. If there's like some stuff missing that you need to track down, you might need to use it actually because some stuff is like not where it was. And then it's but it's in a not popping version. up every thirty seconds. Like listen, no, 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 no. I'm a rock. No. Honestly, like. Uh, some of the hand-holding stuff, I, I would say most of the changes are in the, in, for, like, convenience sake more than it is difficulty sake. I, I, I don't think the game is much easier than Majora's Mask, um, because if it was, that would be a huge bummer, because Majora's Mask is already pretty goddamn easy. Uh, but the, the things that are there are, like, like I said, being able to jump forward to whatever hour you want, which just means you don't have to, like, wait around for 15 minutes for the clock to wind down so you can do the thing you need to do. It's stuff like that. There's also, uh, again, not really a difficulty thing, but uh, you have this journal that tracks all the events that you see in the world, be it like a person who needs your help and they'll give you a mask at the end, or like a hidden piece of heart somewhere, or like a mini game that you didn't like get a perfect score on. Uh, All of that stuff is tracked in your journal. It's a little bit more thorough than it was to begin with. And you'll also get hints from people in town in the form of rumors. And they'll say stuff like, I heard somebody crying in, you know, South Termina Field. Uh, and then you know to, like, go check out South Termina Field because there's something you missed there. It's a really cool system. Not, I, I mean, it does make it easier, I guess, if you want to be a completionist, but it doesn't feel cheap in any way. I, I Honestly, I'm a little bit bummed out that there's no Master Quest or Hero Mode thing uh, because I just played replayed through uh, A Link Between Worlds in Hero Mode, and I learned that, like, Difficulty in Zelda games is pretty dope. Like to have the stress of of constant death hanging over you while you're playing a Zelda game really transforms that experience. It really makes it a lot more uh, rewarding and less like running through the motions solving puzzles because like you understand the the language of a Zelda game. And I'm I'm kind of disappointed that there wasn't something like that here. Uh, got a question here from Corey. It's an interesting one. Hey guys, I was wondering if Majora's Mask made a good transition from console to portable. Sometimes games are designed to be played in longer sessions than a handheld game. So, does Majora's Mask make it uh, work, or did they uh, have to make some changes? I think it works really well. I mean that 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 three day cycle is really digestible. Um, the maybe maybe less so when you're like in a dungeon because dungeons you know take a while to get through. I don't think Majora's Mask's dungeons are any more arduous than uh, you know other games in the series. The Water Temple is still a pain in the ass. Um, especially if you're trying... There are these things called... Um, there are great fairies in every... There are 15 of them in every dungeon. Like Tracking them down can be uh, sort of an arduous process. Um, but no, I think like picking up your 3DS, opening up your notebook, seeing like what quest you want to knock out in this cycle and then running out and doing it. Like you can, you can knock out a lot of those in a pretty short session. Um, so yeah, I actually think that makes the jump over to handheld really nicely. Uh, Oh, and also, also you can aim by moving the 3DS using the gyroscope. Holy shit. Does it make things easier? Wowzers. uh, Uh, Mike says, I'm thinking about picking up this Zelda, but get this. It'll be my first 3D Zelda. Would this be a good one to start with? Whoa, like they've never played Skyward Sword or any of that? Apparently. Um, What's the other one? Was it before Skyward Sword? Twilight Princess? uh, Twilight Princess, yeah. And then there's Majora and Ocarina. I mean, it it depends. uh, The boaty one. The boat one, Wind Waker, yeah. It's it's like not – it is not characteristic of any Zelda game. It's it's not characteristic of any video game. It's it is a bizarre and really cool thing, but 
but like don't feel like after you beat Majora's Mask that you understand now what Zelda games are like. Um, I would honestly pick up Ocarina of Time 3D just because like it's the best game ever made. Um, and uh, well, it, not, it, but... it ported over really, really nice. Well, it is. And it ported over really nicely to the 3DS. Um, and and that's is the best video game ever made. Okay. Um, Ocarina of Time is a very good video game. Sure. I disagree. Uh, I think Link Between Worlds is actually better than Link to the Past. We can talk about this after the call. Link Between um, Worlds is really good, though. It's really Ooh. goddamn good. I'd get um, that on 3D, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're talking about games that represent the franchise, I would say Link Between Worlds is pretty good for, you know, the, t- the top-down Zelda experience, and Ocarina of Time is sort of the, it's sort of been the identikit of this franchise since it was released, and and a lot of action RPG games. Right, it I, invented I, so much of the language that we use in, in third person action. Right. Um. So yeah, I I I mean, I would still pick it up because I love Majora's Mask. Uh. But I don't know. It's actually kind of interesting to play Majora's Mask after playing Ocarina because a lot of the characters and uh, uh, monsters and items and stuff like that were wholesale lifted from from Ocarina. So it's kind of funny to see like you know, characters from the original who are now in this new area for no reason whatsoever. All right, we're going a little long. One more quick question. You mentioned in your review the changes in the game make the remake fresh. While I'm really happy to hear about making a classic game more accessible, is there a way to simply play the old version without its Star Wars Special Edition features? Is that something that's even worthwhile as we start to think about video game preservation? I mean, play it on Nintendo 64. I mean, there's no, like, slider on the 3DS version that lets you like Wasn't there it back a to... GameCube disc or something? Yeah, there was the uh, Ocarina, uh, Majora's Mask, Master Quest. Uh, I forget what all was on it. Um, I mean, I, I honestly, I don't think this version betrays the original. You make it, uh, you know, by, by comparing it to the Star Wars, you know, special edition, there is no like Han shot first thing happening here nobody's going to be like pissed off because the the stone mask is in a different location than it was in the original i mean it might be if you're looking for the stone mask uh but but no like it's it's, i know it's here it's like you're joking but holy shit like it took me several hours to find that thing um it's not it doesn't betray the original in any way I, i would say the only thing that comes close to doing that is the save system um but just like don't use it, and and honestly, uh, for all the grief I give the save system, I don't think I died once playing Majora's Mask, just because, like I said, it's a pretty easy game, and you're uh, late, and I'm like a number one pro gamer, no scope, so like it's not wouldn't be a problem for me anyway. Uh, I honestly, they 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 have done very well by this by this game. Um, all the changes are really really smart, um, and yeah, it, it, nothing nothing has been left out. Um, it's 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 a very very good port of the game. Cool, Griffin. Thank you so much for joining me, and thank you to you for uh, listening. If you uh, want to subscribe to our show, you can do that at uh, iTunes.com forward slash Quality Control. Uh, we're also on the Polygon website, Polygon.com slash Quality Control. I think there's a hyphen in there, not with the other one, but there's with this one. Um, where uh, uh, you can follow Polygon on Twitter at Polygon and read a lot more stuff at Polygon. Uh, com. If you got questions about a review that we publish and you want to have it read on Quality Control, you can email qualitycontrol at polygon.com. And uh, that's going to do it for us until the next time we have a t- game to talk about. For Griffin McElroy, I'm Justin McElroy, and thank you for listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Quality Control.